Now, the Sports Cards and Collectibles Radio Show with Darren Kimura. Brought to you by the Honolulu Chinese JCs, Papa John's Pizza, Comics Etc., Fairway Independent Mortgage, MonsterBreaks.com, and Aloha Card Shop. Welcome to the Sports Cards and Collectibles Show. I'm your host, Darren Kimura, broadcasting here live from the beautiful downtown studios of ESPN Honolulu. We got... Liz on the board tonight, and so if you have any questions, give us a ring, 808-296-1420. Of course, you can also shoot us a text at 808-296-1420. I'm going to just jump right into the show. No sense dive into this whole what is what is what are the Celtics doing giving uh, Jalen Brown, a guy who fouled out against Hawaii in the first round of the NCAA playoffs. Not that I remember things like that or have a grudge or anything like that, but uh, what are they doing giving him a Supermax deal? And, and, and wait, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to dive down this rabbit hole even further because I'm crazy that way. Justin Herbert, $40-plus million a year to be the second-best quarterback in that division, maybe even third-best. That just kind of tells you how important it is to have a quarterback in the NFL, I'm just saying. And for those of you investors out there, you know that this particular draft had a bunch of quarterbacks go early, and these are quarterbacks that are expected to play. So we'll talk a little bit about that later Uh and uh, make sure we give you guys some hints about some products coming out that will feature some of those guys. But without further ado, I want to welcome my special guest here. We, we, we don't often get special guests coming into the studio, and this is one of those rare opportunities where I actually get to welcome a gold medalist who is a professional athlete in the studio to talk with me in person. It's my pleasure to welcome... Kamalani Dung. Kamal, welcome to the studio. Aloha, guys. Thank you for having me today. This is so fun. You know, it's funny. We we, um, we try to talk to different athletes who have come out of Hawaii, and everybody's story is different. And, you know, one of the things that I loved about your story, and we talked off air about this, you, you know, you kind of come from this place of just, it was, it, was, it was a struggle. It was, you know, you wanted to do something, you wanted to find something, and sports seemed to give you that path. I got to ask you, what in the world got you involved with sports? Why, why sports? What was the, the motivation from a young age? Yeah, it's so crazy. I mean, looking, looking back now, I have a, f- a couple medals. I have all of these uh, different experiences traveling and playing professionally, playing in college at UC Berkeley and Fresno State, and then like just the very, very beginning of all of it, like to think back on just I'm, I'm born and raised from Waianae, so I'm a local girl. I'm from uh, a small, like a small family, and we really just didn't have any idea of where sports would even take us. So I feel like most people in Hawaii play sports. And growing up, I kind of used to do it just because my mom and my papa were huge into like the baseball scene mm. and stuff like that. So um, they convinced me to play t-ball originally. So started off playing t-ball, and then eventually switched over to softball because it was kind of more of a better fit for me. (laughs) I started around like the age of six. And then since then, it's just been a number of different trials and tribulations. And it's crazy because I originally started off just doing this as a passion, growing older, watching the older girls pitching. um, And there was never really like a path in softball that was kind of set in stone. So like growing up, yeah, like growing up a lot of the young girls that I coach now um like now now they're able to say like oh our daughter aspires to be like you she wants to go to college she wants to play professionally or whatever it may be but growing up back then um that was never kind of the goal for me because it wasn't really a thing 
You, you know, it's funny. You say back then, like you're 80 years old. And let, <laughs> let me be perfectly clear here. We're talking about someone who's still quite young. But you, you mentioned, you know, just picking it up as something to do. And, and, and ironically, ends up being this major part of your life. I mean, at, at what point did you start to play softball and say, you know, you know what, I, I might be pretty good at this? Yeah, I think... It's been pretty cool because my family has always pushed me. So as soon as they started to notice that I was pretty decent at pitching, uh, maybe around the age of 8 or 10, they started to make me practice a little bit harder on it. And then eventually it got to the point where now, I mean, we every single team that I was on started to win championships. I always was playing up. So I remember as like a 12 and under um team captain like we were winning like the 16s division when I was 14s we like won the 18s division so it was it was a really cool experience of just taking softball super seriously and doing it just out of the love of the game honestly well you know and I gotta ask you about something I read someplace where you actually and and, and I I attribute it to something you had mentioned there weren't a lot of paths forward for softball it was it's, it's a lot different now where there's more coaching there's more camps there's a lot more coverage on ESPN for softball than there were. But I, re- I read someplace about you studied pitching by watching YouTube videos. Is, is that is that true? Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. People will not let that go. I, I like, won't either. No. <laughs> like when I when I played up in in the mainland, I was I was pitching, and college coaches when I was getting recruited, they would know me as the YouTube pitcher. So they would say, "Hey, that girl's from Hawaii, and she's she learned how to pitch off of YouTube." Because when I was younger, around like 10 or 12, uh, my parents were coaching me. My dad was coaching me. So all we could do is go online and watch off of YouTube. So that was the main way I learned. And then somehow I got around to all of the colleges that were recruiting me. And then it stuck with me into the pros. And they would call me the YouTube pitcher on ESPN. and nice. on C- <laughs> Like all of these on TV live, they would just be calling me the YouTube pitcher. So it's pretty funny because it's something that... You know, most kids in Hawaii probably learned sports from their parents, and their parents was par- were probably watching YouTube, and then eventually now it's just something that has stuck with me all the way through my entire career. Well, we're here with the YouTube pitcher, Kamalani Dung. <laughs> uh, I, I, actually, it's better for me to say the gold medalist, Kamalani, to be honest. But, uh, you know, so so let's 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 talk through this process. You're pitching in high school, obviously. Uh, you know, it's it it pains me as as a Raider to say this. You were probably beating up on my my Raiders, uh, you know, as a as a pitcher for Kamehameha, if I remember correctly. And, mm-hmm. you know, you you had this opportunity to be recruited to go to college. What what's that process like? I mean, where where is it where you start to think, hmm, maybe I have to actually take this recruiting thing seriously because now I got to pick one. Yeah. I- for, for softball players back then, they didn't have any rules regulating when you could actually get recruited. Oh, wow. So up in the mainland during my time in middle school, there were people committing as young as sixth grade, seventh grade. <laughs> yeah, it was like the wild, wild west. So by the time that I even knew that college was a word <laughs> and <laughs> an option, I was probably already in high school or heading into high school, and then my first summer up in the mainland was my freshman going into sophomore year of high school. So in softball years at the time, I was extremely, extremely late. So a lot of teams had their entire rosters full of their recruits for my graduating high school class, which was 2015. So it was pretty interesting because you go up there as like a sophomore and... 
you discover that you're absolutely as late as possible. So, um, yeah, a bunch of the players on my team ended up being recruited at, like, sixth grade, seventh grade, and then I was a late recruit. And going through that process was interesting because I actually didn't understand what it meant to get recruited. So coaches would come up to me, and they weren't able to really blatantly ask me to give them a call or to come to an official visit or anything, but they would hand you a card. See, they can't say anything back then, but they could give you a card. So I was catching, like, collecting all of these cards <laughs> as if they're, like, baseball cards or something. There you and, go. And I'm, not, and I'm not calling any of them because I didn't, nobody told me what to do. So I'm, I'm this ho- local girl from Hawaii just up in the mainland playing um, during the summers, trying to get recruited as an extremely, extremely late recruit. Um, nowadays that would be like kind of average time to start going to the mainland, but late recruit, um, collecting all of these coaches cards and not giving them calls because I didn't understand that that's what you were supposed to do. So I had some pretty cool coaches come up to me and give cards and I never gave them calls, but ultimately I ended up just aligning with Fresno state out the gate. How did that happen? What was it? Something about what the coach said or the facility? Maybe did you, did you play there? Yeah, so growing up, my backstory is that I'm actually, um, so since I'm from Waianae, my parents always just pushed me to try and, you know, better my education, better myself, go explore the world and just see more than uh, our community and Hawaii and try and just get a broad view on life. So they always tried to push me, but we didn't have funds for me to go just to anywhere I wanted in the world because Uh they can't really afford it. So for me, it had to be a mixture of somewhere that my parents could really just send me and be comfortable with the coach. So a coach that felt like home, somewhere that would treat me um, like family. And then the other thing was I needed a full ride. So, mm. <laughs> so yeah, very, very um, extremely high expectations. Like I was like, I can't go anywhere unless I have a full ride. So. And back then, I mean, were full rides common in softball? I mean, it, it feels like it wasn't, it feels like even nowadays, it's it's some of the the scholarships are cut up. They're not even in baseball in particular. They're not uh, more. Most of them are not full rides. Yeah, so it's actually it was pretty rare during my time, and especially being a pitcher from Hawaii. So we've we've definitely had some Hawaii athletes that have gone on to the mainland and played and played in college. But to be a pitcher from Hawaii it was something that the college coaches just really didn't take seriously at all. Interesting. Yeah, they would they would call me green. They would assume that. Since I didn't have coaching, like I didn't afford good coaching, you know, like $60 minimum per lesson, and that's like half an hour up in the mainland. Um, Here, I was just learning from my parents and then my high school coaches and my coaches in travel ball who were doing awesome to their ability. But, I mean, up in the mainland, they had like strict regimens that the girls were Mm. on when when I went up there to travel. So... Yeah, it was it was super interesting, like going through the process of getting recruited, kind of like stumbling a little, figuring things out. But along the way, creating a route and a path that actually softball players to this day still follow the exact route that I took. Well, that's awesome. I, you know, we're talking to gold medalist uh, <laughs> Kamalani Dung. And, and, you know, after your your second year at, uh, at at Fresno State, you be pitcher of the year and all of that, you transition to a different conference, you know. How is that process? What 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 is that like? What you're know, going from Fresno to to Cal? I mean, it it, it couldn't have been same to same. It it must have been a little bit of a shell shock. 
Yeah, my entire my entire experience through high school and college has always just been interesting. Like, I've always been doubted. I've always been someone that people just assume that I wasn't going to be good enough. I mean, I feel like all of us can relate when it comes to people doubting us. But just being one of Hawaii's first trailblazing pitch softball pitchers, a lot of people were like, oh, you're not ready to play, you know, D1. And then I went to Fresno State. We ended up winning a conference championship there. Um, we ended up being one of the only mid-major schools in the nation ranked uh, top 15. And we almost hosted a regional. That's how good we were doing wow. during my time there. So we were definitely a force to be reckoned with. I was able to win Mountain West Pitcher of the Year. And then, I mean, not trying to win any of these accolades at all. Really just, like, focusing on just being the best and proving to my coach that I totally deserved that full ride that she graced me with. So going all in and just trying trying to really just make my mark at the school and just th for to thank them for even giving me the opportunity. I was just so thankful to even be there. And then I ended up kind of topping every pitching category, top 20, top 15. So quickly became one of the top pitchers in the nation with the help of, you know, now, I'm, now I have like this D1 coaching and all of right. this. And then we go through um, a coaching change at Fresno State. So then I start looking at my options. A lot of people are like telling me different things. Um, the interesting thing is the Mountain West pitcher of the year before me, she transferred out that year prior oh, to wow. me. So she went on to the Pac-12. She ended up doing really, really well. So when the nation saw that I was the next Mountain West pitcher of the year transferring out, uh, it was kind of like a all eyes on that situation because everyone was like, oh my gosh, it's happening again. She's going to be awesome. Like, if you can put up these kind of numbers, like, we are here for it. So from what turned into me being a late recruit, extremely thankful to even just be offered anything, um, it turned into me pretty much having my pick of any school in the nation that had a full ride. That's awesome. That's mm -hmm. awesome. So you end up at Cal. I shouldn't say end up, but you picked Cal. Yeah. And, uh, of course, you flourished there. I mean, there's no professional future if you didn't flourish at Cal. Did, did it feel different, though, or, or for you as a pitcher, you were just, the mound is the mound, didn't matter what uniform, who you were playing against, it just was the same. What, what did it feel like? What, did it feel different at all? You know, it did. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, at, at Cal, it was interesting. It was an interesting decision for me because growing up, I've always focused on sports as my primary in life in mm -hmm. general, everything that I do. And Cal was something that was a little out of my comfort zone, considering that they're considered almost like an Ivy League school. Academics, so, yeah. right. So, yeah, my, my family was really, really leaning into asking me, like, do you think you're making the right decision? Can you even <laughs> wow. do this? Yeah, I was like, nice, guys. Way to just really have faith in me. <laughs> but they were like, sheesh, this is going to be really hard. You're playing in the Pac-12, which isn't an easy conference, and then you're going to have to go back to school, which isn't an easy thing. So you're just going to be living a hard life. And I was at the point where I picked Fresno State for sports, and then I kind of wanted to challenge myself. I, I do this thing where I love to expand my horizons. Sure. So if I can predict what's going to happen next, I, I kind of like pick something that looks a little bit more uncertain and kind of challenging. So um, I actually took a couple tours, University of Arizona, um, a bunch of other really awesome SEC schools were on the list. And uh, ultimately, I ended up picking Cal just to try academics. 
with softball. So I figured why not be the best at academics and then work in the in the best conference because I'm still going to be playing the best players. So that was my thought process behind it. Went all in. And to be honest, it was, yeah, it was really hard. I can't lie, you know, um, waking up, challenging myself in the classroom, getting all of this homework done and then stepping onto the field and definitely not playing bad teams at all, you know, sure. every single weekend, sure. three games against Washington, Oregon, Arizona, like top UCLA. Top five, top ten teams every week. Yeah, so every every single weekend. I mean, it was a dream. Like, I'm, it, it was very hard and it was, you know, stressful, but I mean, all sports are. So, I mean, I've always pushed myself to, to be the best, play against the best. So that's what I was pushing myself to do at Cal and I, I came to the conclusion that if I did well against the best players in the nation, then I would be able to potentially go professional or potentially do all these other things that I wanted to check off my bucket list. And it happened. So luckily it worked out. <laughs> well, that's the amazing thing is your your path to this point, I think, has led to some of the projects you're working on now. And mm -hmm. while we are up against the break, when we come back, I want to pick your brain about some of the things you're working on. And I, I do want to talk a little national team because let's be real here. We are talking to gold medalist uh, Kamalani Dung here. So when we come back, we'll pick her brain a little bit about that gold medal experience and also talk about some of her current projects. You're listening to the Sports Cards and Collectibles show on ESPN Honolulu. Welcome back to the Sports Cards and Collectibles show. We're talking to gold medalist Kamalani Dung, and I do want to talk about this gold medal experience. Well, you know, you're playing not just for a school, not just for a high school, not just for a state, not for a, a county. You're now playing for an entire nation. What is that like? Yeah, so going from college to representing an entire nation is something that I can't put into words. I mean, the, the amount of just honor and just pride that you feel representing an entire country or an entire nation being behind you is something that I can't explain. You know, you, you're playing for something so, so large. Right. It, it, it feels out, like it feels like an out-of-body experience, honestly. And then you get a gold medal. I mean, let, let's, be, let's be clear here. The end result was a gold medal. You know, it's been crazy. I, I've been able to check off playing in almost every large world and international tournament. So, you know, World Cup, Pan American, Central Americans, World Game, like Olympic qualifiers. Like there's so many things that I've been able to just play in and just try. And through all of these things, the amount of support that I've got is just in insane. Like I, I love playing for the national team more than I love playing pro ball, more than I've felt honor playing college. Like it's just... I, it's truly a different beast at that level. Well, it feels like that there, there's... Well, first of all, let, let's be clear here, too. I mean, you're, you're, you're a wonderful person. You're great to talk to, and you're passionate about what you do. That, that makes it easy to root for someone like you. But, but also, you know, you're incredibly talented, too. So, you know, you were part of a gold medal team. You know, clearly there was, there, there's talent. It's, again, easy to root for talent as well. So, you know, there, there's no doubt that with all of that, there, there's, there's that passion behind you. But that's kind of led to some other things as, as you're, you're, you're still playing professional ball, but some other things that you're, you're diving into. And I want to take a few minutes to, to talk about the first thing, candy. That yeah. doesn't sound like a logical transition from gold medal pitcher to candy. What, what was that? How in the world did that come about? Because now you're involved with NOMS. It's an awesome candy. If you haven't tried it, what's wrong with you? It's a, <laughs> but 
you know, now you're involved with NOMS. How did that come about? Yeah. So actually, I started um, doing a bunch of business ventures throughout my time playing, actually. I'm, like I said, I'm the type of person where I like to put my eggs in a lot of different <laughs> baskets and try a lot of things. So uh, different business ventures, going into sales, marketing, different companies around the world, and then now ending up here in Hawaii with Hawaii Candy Factory Noms, which is um, a locally owned and operated company. We're just out here um, really trying to just innovate and take take what I've learned in sports and what I've been able to cultivate in sports and kind of transition it into now like this business entrepreneurial journey that I'm having. And now I'm one of the, one of the owners at NOMS. And then now I'm also one of the, I'm a current COO. So yeah, I'm doing a lot of operations and the team over there is just next level. And honestly, just, it reminds me of sports. Like the team that Mm -hmm. I'm on is just high functioning. Everyone's completely awesome and just all totally focused towards one goal. So it's been a different journey, but it's been, it's been fun and it's been really cool transitioning from sports, still playing of course, but transitioning into this is my main focus right now. Is NOMS available statewide or is it, or primarily on the island of Oahu? Yep, statewide. So anyone listening, you can definitely go over to your nearest Foodland or AIM. or We're, we're in a bunch of different places now. And you guys are actually at Pearl Ridge. Mm-hmm. So I, I bring that up because every second weekend, there's the Honolulu Chinese JCs. They do the, the sports cards and collectibles show. And we get to hang out with the NOMS guys over there every second weekend. And it, they're, they're super good fun and they're super cool. And uh, it's, it's an amazing product. But it, it, it seems like at the same time you're doing that because you can't keep yourself, you know, from not doing 30 things at once. <laughs> In addition to still playing professional softball and being COO of NOMS, you now have a passion to give back. And I, and I bring that up because we got to meet because of a good friend of ours, Eve Epitome, with the Rising Phoenix JCs. Mm-hmm. And the JCs, of course, as we talk about all the time on air, a, a great young professional development organization, uh, really passionate about giving and developing young professionals. And ironically, we connected because of a JC's event, mm-hmm. and you want to do a lot more for young women in athletics. Talk a little bit about this nonprofit you're working on setting up. Yeah, so um, actually... My number is 99, so I play for the 99%. So that's kind of my slogan. Everybody knows it right now is for the 99%. Um, And everything that I do is really to just try and give back to the next generation of athletes originally and then now kind of just going into the 99% in general. So the goal here is to try and reach the kids in that 99% who want to move into that top 1%, which through sport I was able to do that and now – you know, just moving on forward, I would love to just help other people fulfill their dreams of being a top one percenter in whatever it is that they may be passionate about. Well, a lot of it, you know, as we were talking off air, comes back to sort of where you came from, right? That that whole thing about there, there's a passion for sports, not a lot of opportunities for coaching, for camps, for those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And, and, and for those that, that have the resources, they can find it. Right? You know, they're, if they're millionaire families, they'll find the resources. Yeah. But for the other 99% of the, the women, the kids, the, the keiki that are out there, yeah. there there's, 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 some, there's a gap, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you hear it with my story. I, luckily, I've been able to end up where I am now through a bunch of hard work and just true gratitude of everyone at every level giving me this amazing opportunity and then slowly graduating into the next thing. And 
I'd like to say that I worked really hard, but there also was a sense of luck. Like I had to be in the right place at the right time. I had the right coach point me in the right direction. I had the right person help me along the way. So I would love to just go back and, you know, I love that all the kids at the camp are showing up and stuff, but I would love to just, you know, look in the back row. Like, you, without the shoes on, come to the front. Or, like, you, how did you get here today? You're standing in the same place of all of these people whose parents brought them. You rode the bus. Come with me, you know? For the 99%, for those people who may go underserved, underprivileged, and overlooked. And I think that if I can try to, you know sew up the cracks a little bit, fill up the cracks so people don't fall through it, then I know that I can change people's lives the same way that my life was changed through sport and just in general. And even through opportunity, right? And yes. just, just having the opportunity to be seen. And, and I think that that's amazing. And, and one of the funny things that we talk about on air all the time with Hawaii athletes, there's something about Hawaii that just motivates the Hawaii athlete to always want to come back and do something. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if they're at the University of Hawaii for two years or if they were born and raised here and actually go away to college, as you did, do other things. There's still this passion to want to come back and do something. And that, that sense of impacting Hawaii in a positive way, that's just... I don't. I can't explain it. Uh, you know, maybe you can because you're experiencing it. But there's something in the water, as they say, something in the air yeah. that we just can't help ourselves. We need to come back and do something. I think everyone in Hawaii. I mean, most of us played sports growing up, and you can kind of just see the person that you used to be in sure. in the next generation of kickies. You know, you can see the the player that you used to be and the player that you could have become if you had that extra support. Or you see, for my example, it's. I see the player that I used to be and you know the different routes that I've could have went on like maybe I didn't go to college because I didn't ever get that scholarship sure. maybe that coach didn't pay for my pitching lessons up in the mainland and I never got to go to transfer into UC Berkeley and learn all of these things and now I have my own company so it's like um, all of these different foundations and companies and working with these amazing people just all come from these different life experiences so I think that everyone in Hawaii who has played sports loves to come back and support because you kind of see yourself in the little kids running around. And for for me personally, I would love to be the person that I needed growing up. So that's always the thing that motivates me to, you know, wh whether I have time or not, I make the time to go out, talk to these kids, show up, give them the guidance, give them support and gosh it's been crazy. Like people have been going to college and their parents have been texting me these long messages and just celebrating because their 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 lives are being changed and and it may not seem like a big thing to me like it may seem like oh man I'm so tired today like you know I've just had a long week but I drag myself to the field if I need to to make sure that those kids get that extra lesson and shoots it's it's been paying off for sure well we're talking to gold medalist uh, Kamalani Dung and you know it, it's funny right because you stay in touch with these people through college sometimes just even getting that that little word back from you could be something that keeps them focused on that next year or that next game because if it wasn't there, if you didn't give that little word, they might quit. I mean, we hear that all the time about college athletes mm -hmm. who give up their scholarship and quit. You know, and and again, back to your point about just making that impact to kind of guide someone towards that whatever their goal is, that that end game. Yeah, uh, it, it's 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 just so impactful if we can be there and we can choose to be there. 
Yeah, I've been I've been connecting with some awesome people. I'm so glad to be connected with you as well. It's just a lot of people who have been supporting me along my journey of sports, business, and then now just this next phase of trying to give back to the community. I know a lot of people see the story the story that I've come from. They see where I'm trying to go and a lot of people have just been giving awesome support along the way and I've been very thankful to include everyone and anyone, you know, like this is just a passion project for me. I would love to give back to the, the islands in every and any way that I can. So it's been it's been awesome. I think that the, the islands are sort of that, that weird place, too, where it, it doesn't go unnoticed. You know, people see what you're doing and they want to be more involved because of what you're doing. And it, it becomes setting up that 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 connection for the lifetime, that seven-year-old that you impact today, 11, 12, 20 years from now, may not be a professional softball player, but they might be running a company because of that impact you made on the softball field with them at age seven. Yeah, totally. So that's why I think that sports is so important to teach kids all of these amazing things, but also I want them to use it, use it as a vessel. You know, you don't have to become a professional athlete. If that's your dream, then best believe we're going to be the best athlete we can over here because that's what we do we become the best if you want to be the best but you know just allowing people to live out whatever their dream may be and prep themselves for the future and life and marriage and kids and you know there's like there's life to be lived and sports won't last forever so just finding a way to to help people live out every single one of their passions through sports and then connecting a, an amazing community. I mean, athletes are my favorite type of people and <laughs> anyone who loves sports are my favorite type of people. So that hard work, dedicated community of people, bring them together and just all rally around supporting each other's dreams. You know, you know one, one thing's for sure, though, it, it helps to be your type of person. Now, you know, and I keep complimenting you, but, but it's true. You're, you're such an energetic person and that, that passion is you know, it's infectious. And I think that the the amount of effort that you love putting into making that impact on that kid's life is, again, one of the reasons why so many of us want to be there and want to be there to help you. So as you're building this foundation, you have to promise us that you'll be back to give us updates <laughs> as, as you build this foundation because we want to make sure on this show that we're actively talking about the steps you're taking and how the foundation is coming along. A hundred thousand percent. I'll always come back with updates. <laughs> that is awesome. And just a reminder again, let's not forget Noms is available <laughs> every second weekend for sure during the Sports Cards and Collectibles show at Pro Ridge Vine Mackay. You can come and stop by, pick up some noms, pick up some sports cards at the same time. But besides, of course, the, the kiosk at Pro Ridge, uh, what were some other places you could find noms? You can find it in Foodland, AIM. I mean, we got, we're available in some long stores now. Um, we're slowly branching out so this has been awesome and also i want to make sure that we point out that in addition to the foundation work that she's working on you do still do personal training and individual coaching as a softball coach yep so it's been it's been crazy packed my schedule i have a pretty long wait list right now so i'm, I'm gonna start doing a little bit more group lessons i was doing a lot of individuals but yep 100 percent if anybody in the softball community or just sports in general want to reach out, you can find me on Instagram. Send me a message. I'll get back to you probably. I mean, just say that you were listening to this show and we can we can open a conversation. What's your IG so everyone can go on and follow you? Yep, you guys can find me at, at comma dung, comma dot dung. And yeah, shoot me a DM. That'll be awesome. And again, 
you have to promise that you're going to come back because we're going to keep promoting everything that you're doing with the foundation. 100%. And I'm going to get you guys some cards for the, the collectibles. I have some sports cards. Oh, wow. Yep. That'll be cool. And, and, and you know, just, just for the record, um, Kama has already agreed to do some additional stuff with some other partnerships we have with the University of Hawaii and everything, too. So she, she'll be around and she'll be doing a lot of things. And she's uh, just just such a great person to be around. And I really, really, truly thank you for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. That's Kama Dung, the gold medal winning pitcher. Uh, and, uh, you know, again, just a great person. And, uh, again, check her out on IG, comma.dung, and shoot her a message. If you want more coaching or want more information about NAMS or the nonprofit that she's working on. When we come back, we'll talk about some new releases that are coming up. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll find out, we'll tease out another, another, con, uh, another con that's going to be coming. And they're going to be announcing dates soon. So we'll tease that in a little bit. You're listening to the Sports Cards and Collectibles show on ESPN. Honolulu. Welcome back to the Sports Cards and Collectibles show. This is a really cool segment because I get to talk about uh, everything from Skybox Metal that's coming out, but uh, Topps Chrome, National Basketball League, and also Upper Deck National Convention Rapper Redemptions. But, but, but let me tell you, right now on Monster Breaks, Topps Chrome Baseball is actually being pre-sold. Uh, it's, it's obviously coming out tomorrow, but here's the cool part. Tops has already said that they're going to do their MVP buyback redemption program again. So whoever the buyback is going to end up being, if you think that it's going to be worth it for you to start stockpiling certain guys that you think might be MVPs, might be a good time to do it. I've, I've got a pretty good idea who some of you think is going to be an MVP already because I, I, I think he's, quite frankly, the most dynamic player in baseball. You know exactly who I'm talking about. But... If you think it's worth uh, collecting those and stockpiling those Topps Chrome cards to do the buyback, great. I have a funny feeling, though, the buyback price is not going to be enough for what uh, Mr. Otani's cards are going to be worth. So the key is, can you figure out who the other MVP is going to be? Just like last year with 2022 when they did the uh, MVP buyback program, uh, Topps already announced that they're going to do the same thing this year. Uh, one more product I do want to kind of tease, though, which is kind of... I think an interesting product. So as you know, Select has gotten some flack since 2020 when they came out with an actual blaster box and a retail product because for the longest time, Select's big hook was that they were sort of a hobby-only product. Well, all of a sudden, we now have Select Draft again. You know, Select Draft is sort of a relatively new product again. It's a, it's a typical transition to another line of products that gives people the opportunity to spend their money for Panini products. Here's the thing, though. I find that historically, Draft Picks products don't necessarily go up as much in value, but they also don't get as expensive as far as a product goes. And with that Draft Picks product coming out in a couple days, that's our first glimpse at this year's amazing draft class. And I'll tell you what, else, what what is interesting, unfortunately, is it seems like there's going to be a bunch of sticker autos. But what do you expect? The draft just happened. There's almost no chance Panini could have had, you know, all these cards produced and had them signed on, on card and then packed this product out. They, they would have released it in October or November if that was the case. So as far as the draft product goes, it's going it, to, it's, it was supposed to have stickers. You kind of just knew that was going to happen. Uh, so besides that, you are going to get a chance, though, just like in 2020, I'm sorry, just like in 2019 with the draft basketball product when you got your first glimpse at Zion, Ja, and, you know, who would have guessed that R.J. Barrett and those three guys would have been the guys that uh, 
um, right now are not the people, people, uh, not the players people are chasing. Um, but you still got your first glimpse at them. You know, guys like Tyler Hero, Rui Hachimura, all those guys were, were people that uh, were players that people were chasing. But you had a chance at a first glimpse at them at a relatively inexpensive price because they released a Prism draft product. Well, the same thing is true here with this select draft football. So I'm actually pretty excited about it. You know, last year, the same thing. I was kind of excited to see some Ritter product. And, you know, to be honest, the what, what uh, select products were available, they didn't last very long because I told a lot of people I felt like at that price point, it was worth the it was worth the spend. And in this case, this this juice is worth the squeeze at the price that Select's going to look to be coming out at. I, I believe that it's it's kind of a fun product to get some pretty awesome players. And while again the upside isn't as big as your standard Select products. I do think at this price point, it gives a lot of collectors an opportunity to come back to the hobby. And, and I mean that. Uh, you know, we're not talking about a $16,000 a box product. We're not talking about something that's going to open at $2,000, you know, $2, $2,500. It's just, it's, it's just not that kind of product. So at this price point, it'll give you an opportunity to chase Bryce Young if that's the guy you really want. You know, there's a number of receivers, a number of quarterbacks, a number of running backs that people are going to be chasing because that's their favorite team and they're excited about the NFL season coming up. Why not chase them at a little lower price point and still have some return? I think at this price point that Select's going to be coming out at, there's going to be some pretty good return potential on this product because of how many rookies there are. Kind of what I believe about the 2020 Prism and Select retail products. Just sort of my little... Uh, reference back there, shall we say, to 2020. Also, in a couple of weeks, and I'm only bringing this product up because we do not have a show next week. We are being preempted by the actual uh, athletic director, the new athletic director, Craig Angelos. And yes, I am willing to give up my time for the athletic director, Craig Angelos. Uh, but uh, so I want to make sure you know again, I brought this up the other week, score football comes up. One of the first times you get to see uh, the actual players with not their jerseys. A lot of times they're going to be college jerseys or, or pro day jerseys or, you know, combine you know, um, outfits. But you get to see them at least with the professional logo on the card. It's sort of that introduction to the NFL season for me as far as products. So select draft picks in a couple days. That'll give you an opportunity to chase at a very low price, a nice shiny card of some of the great uh, rookies. And also in a couple of uh, days, about a week or so from now, you got score football coming out. And again, first chance to see these new rookies on cards with the professional team logo. So that's what's products come kind of coming out. Obviously check out monsterbreaks.org for their previews and their uh, early release uh, prices. A lot of their prices are so good that during the preview period their cases sell out pretty fast, but keep checking back because as soon as a case fills up on monsterbreaks.com or monsterbreaks.org they'll actually post another case and make it available to you. I know everyone's over there from Monster Breaks, uh, you know, listening to this. Don't don't forget ESPN1 for that 10% uh, off code. You get one-time use for, uh, for your order. And when we come back, we'll have a little tease about a new event coming up and uh, hopefully some opportunities for guys to get involved. You're listening to the Sports Cards and Collectibles show on ESPN. Welcome back to the Sports Cards and Collectibles show. Joining me now is Reese Felix from Aloha Card Shop. Reese, how was the trade night the other week? This is awesome. Uh, we do a monthly trade night here at the shop. Uh, it's always so great to see the community wheeling and dealing their cards, sales and trading. The whole works. So when's the uh, trade night? Is it always the same Friday or is it, you know, the different Fridays every month or what, what's the what's the schedule? 
Usually it's the third uh, Friday of the month. This month was earlier because of uh, the national convention mm. happening this week, of course. And a lot of the sports guys will still be able to come. Uh, I don't think we're doing another one until October will be our next one, though. That's because you guys have a little project that we want to tease. What's that uh, little yeah. project you guys, got, you guys got going on? In the works. Um, so we're going to be having a second Aloha Card Show, and we're, um, we're confirmed for our next Hawaii PopCon in January. So do you, uh, what, what are the dates of that January uh, PopCon? So uh, Hawaii PopCon 2024 is going to be happening January 6th and 7th. Uh, and this year we're going to be, or next year, we're going to be at the Neil Blaisdell Center instead of the Hawaii Convention Center. And then you mentioned another card show. Is that going to be uh, in the next couple of months, or is that something that's like right around the corner? Um, yeah, that's going to be, I believe, in October we're having um, the Aloha Card Show. And then the same thing, you guys are going to tie it in with a trade night the night before kind of thing? Yes, of course. So if people are interested in getting more information about being, say, a vendor at one of these events, what's the best way for people to follow you guys? Um, you can keep up to to date with the Hawaii PopCon information. Everything is on the Hawaii PopCon Instagram and Facebook, and we have a website as well, hawaiipopcon.com. Um, you can subscribe to our uh, mailing list as well. It's on the website. And then for Aloha Card Show, you can um, look on our Aloha Card Shop Instagram or the Aloha Card Show Instagram or Facebook. And same thing, um, alohacardshow.com to stay up to date. And we haven't put out the dates yet for the Aloha Card Show or the vending list, but everything is up for Hawaii PopCon. But as far as uh, just coming down and visiting the shop, always good fun to see you guys. I want to give you an opportunity to tell everybody where you're located. We're located at 320 Ward Avenue, across the street from the old Sports Authority. Uh, we're a little hard to find, um, but if, you, if you're having trouble, you can just give us a call. You know what's funny? We always reference that, that hibiscus lounge thing. It's, and it's, it's for those that have been around a long time, you, you know exactly where that is across from Sports Authority. Even if you've never been there, you know exactly where that is across from Sports Authority. And there's, there's tons of parking. It's right upstairs. It's pretty easy to find once you get there the first time. But uh, what's the phone number? So if people do get lost and they want to come up to see you guys? The phone number is 808-591-9955. And again, one more time for the Aloha Card Shop uh, uh, address. 320 Ward Avenue. All right, Reese. I always appreciate having you on. And uh, uh, we'll, you know, as we get closer to the, the card show, and definitely as we get closer to, to PopCon or when all of that information for the card show comes out, I want to make sure we bring you back when we have more time. Yeah, thank you for having me on today. Uh, I'm super excited for PopCon. We already got some big TCG and comic book guests signed on. Can't wait for the sports guys to be announced. It's going to be a blast. Awesome, awesome. Truly appreciate you coming on. So that was Reese Felix from Aloha Card Shop. And uh, again, you know, th these these guys, they put on a fun trade night every month. And it sounds like they're going to have a big uh, show coming up in October and another uh, PopCon next January, this time at Neil Blaisdell Center. But by the way, those of you that got to go to PopCon last year, it's a massive event. Those of you that didn't get a chance to go, uh, you really did miss out. Uh, it's a massive event. There's all different kinds of TCG collectors. It's called PopCon, but there's still a lot of sports and sports memorabilia there as well. Uh, for those of you that, you know, don't want to go to a sports cards and collectible show and find only, you know, five or six vendors of TCG, PopCon's a great way to do it. They have a lot of Funko Pops, different memorabilia, but they do have some pretty 
big TCG dealers and also some pretty big celebrities who are, you know, come, who come down and like to be a part of the PopCon event. So definitely check them out and uh, check out Aloha Card Shop down on Ward. Well, we are pretty tight on time here, but I want to take this opportunity to also tease one more thing. Uh, in addition to the, the score football, which like I always tell people, that's sort of that beginning of the football card season for me. That's, that's where I start to really look at the cool rookies that are coming out and everything. Skybox Marvel Masterpieces makes a pretty impressive splash. And, and what they're doing this year, it's, you know, and in previous products, they had some numbered items, they had some uh, sketch cards, they had you know, different fancy-looking full-color print art that was unique to Marvel Masterpieces and only available on Marvel Masterpieces. This time, my understanding is they're also going to have autographed stuff from the artists. They're going to have more parallels, some SPs. They're, they're kind of taking some of the, the Marvel online from the UD EPAC experience and creating some, some, some cool chase cards in this Skybox Marvel masterpieces. So, again, you know, there's a lot of cool things coming out. It's sort of the beginning of that, that end run fall season where... You know, all the, the prisms and the national treasures and the you know, flawless and all of those things start to creep out in some of the major sports, especially the ones for previous years where the sports season just ended. But I, I kind of want to tap a break a little bit here because I want to make sure you guys have some money put aside because I do want you guys to, to go after some 2023 select draft picks football and 2023 score football to get into the new rookies. I, I do think this rookie class might be as good, if not better, from top to bottom as the 2020 rookie class. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, any one of the number one draft pick quarterbacks is going to go to a Super Bowl in the first three years or anything like that. I'm also not saying that these guys are all going to be instant starters. We already know a few of them are already tagged to be the starter, or at least they're tagged to be first team. But it is going to take some time for them to get used to the NFL speed, the, the NFL season, they, they've played 11, 12, maybe 13 game seasons, a 16, 17 game regular season, very different. Of course, we need to see how injuries play out and everything, but I do think this is one of those classes, one of those groups that really could be as, as good, if not better than that 2020. Well, we are, again, tight on time here. Wish we could talk to you guys forever. If you have any more questions on products or other questions on players you want to have me talk about, by all means, Shoot us a text at 808-296-1420 and uh, make sure to address those over the next couple weeks. Another quick reminder, next week, Craig Angelos will be uh, interviewed. Uh, so no show. Catch me in a couple of weeks. Um, that's uh, August 8th, and uh, we'll have another Sports Cards and Collectibles show. Uh, again, I uh, want to thank all of you guys for listening. want to thank my sponsors. Of course, I want to thank Liz on the board. I want to thank my guests, gold medalist. The YouTube pitcher, Kamalani Dung. Uh, make sure you check out Nums and uh, you know, Pearl Ridge Vine Mackay, uh, you know, when that second weekend rolls around when you come and buy to stop by and talk to me at the, the Sports Cards and Collectibles show. Of course, I want to thank Reese, uh, Reese Felix from Aloha the Card Shop as well. So, again, catch me in a couple of weeks. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have a sort of a sneak preview with how the select products and uh, how the Topps Chrome has treated everybody. You're, uh, you know, so, so you'll hear it right here in a couple weeks. This is Darren Kimura having an awesome, awesome, awesome week and happy collecting.